Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com, where right now they have just released their premium fantasy basketball tools uh, for everyone's consumption needs right before the draft. You got auction values, you got rankings, projections schedules for during the during the season trade evaluators um you can even do your own custom projections you can import your team from yahoo it's a it's a plethora of awesome fantasy basketball tools if you have not checked out hashtag basketball.com yet you really should it's a it's a great one-stop shop for all your fantasy basketball needs i'm your host mike katrin joining me as always is my co-host Tyler Watts, what's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, let's just get right into it. I think we should. Uh, we are doing our Who Do I Draft series. Uh, and just to remind everybody what that series is, very uh, popular series that we did last season, we are looking at the top players, those first-round draft picks, um, and doing a basically a snake auction, or a snake auction, nope, that's not how that works. A snake draft, a uh, 12-team, to build a team around each one of those first-round players. So we're going to be really looking at this like we're in a head-to-head league. So we might talk about auction. We might talk about Roto. But we're going to be talking about head-to-head, 12-team snake draft for each one of those top players. I'm looking forward to it. If you um, are looking forward to that, Tyler, you're in luck because we are going to be doing quite a few more of these uh, before um, the season starts. But if you want to get exclusive content uh, that me and Tyler are putting out, like Roto Rankings, Sleepers, um, if you want to get early access to that kind of stuff, or if you want to get one of those last spots in our listener leagues, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, we will have exclusive content for you all season long. Tyler, are you are you ready to pick Steph Curry as one of our first round draft picks? Oh, I'm always ready to pick Steph Curry. Steph Curry and uh, and Katie as well, but Steph Curry's been getting a, a bad, I feel like a bad rap this um, this year. A lot of people asking if they should avoid him because of his playoff schedule, asking us if they should avoid him because he's going to rest because the Warriors are so good. Uh, Maybe his minutes will be down. Should I worry about the fact that he got injured last year? I don't, I don't really know what these people are talking about. Like none of these are worries for me for either KD or Steph. Those guys are the best at fantasy basketball, they are elite. They are top tier. Um, you could even argue that if there's someone outside of AD and Harden who has a chance to finish number one overall, it, it actually might be Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, and Steph Curry isn't. It's one of those guys we talk about. He he's elite in a lot of categories, and you you love that about him. Um, he literally gets you as many three pointers per game as Chris Middleton and a guy like Mike Conley combined. Combined, <laughs> combined. It's insane. Um, so that's nice, right? He's one of the absolute best scorers in the league. He's one of the absolute best free throw shooters in the league. He's going to shoot damn near fifty percent from the field. 
He's going to give you six assists. He's going to give you elite steals. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I, I've been saying this all the time, right? I'm picking Steph Curry in the top three. And even those top two picks, it's hard to pass up Steph Curry. Like, he's just right. If you're in a roto league, it's hard to pass pass him up at all. Um, I'm still going 80 overall, number one. I still like Harden at number two. But uh, Steph Curry is right up there with either at three or four. Uh, I, I feel like Cat and Giannis are, are just like the young – um, oh, they could break out at any time, guys. And, like, those guys are freaking great, right? So if you pick one of them at three, go right ahead. That's fine. I'm going to be totally fine with picking in that six, seven, eight spot this year because Steph Curry's been dropping to that to that range. And I, I think we're going to be able to get Steph at, at pick number six this year. I think that's a pretty safe pick. So that's where we're going to start out with uh- drafting Steph over, uh, overall at the sixth pick. I will try to dispel uh, the myth you went into a little bit earlier, okay? So if you look at Mark Roberts' projections and you take the auction values from those projections, so Steph Curry is a $65 player in 72 games. He has Giannis projected to play six more games at 78, and he's only a $62 player. If you look at a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, he's projected to play 80 games, so eight more games than Steph Curry. He's a $57 player. Like, picking these guys over Steph Curry because they're going to play so many more games, it still doesn't make sense because Steph Curry, even in 70 or 72 games, is going to give you more value than these guys are going to give you in 80 games. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm also real tired of the – well, the playoff schedule isn't really really that good. Guys, you're not in the playoffs. Your draft hasn't started. You have to make the playoffs first to care about the playoffs. That is what the rest of the season is for, is to make the playoffs. And then you can start caring about those playoffs once you are solidified in, uh, in probably going into the playoffs. If you're trying to get – if you're avoiding Steph Curry – because of his playoff schedule, you're you're doing it wrong. You got to get there first. Well, not only that, but you're getting extra games from Steph Curry during your regular season. If his playoff schedule, he has less games. And you mentioned it earlier. I mean, I tried to mention it with the three pointers thing. Like in a lot of categories, Steph Curry gives you as much as two players, anyways, right? Like he gives you as many points as two guys who score 13 points a game. He gives you as many three pointers as like two third and fourth round players. So. I mean, okay, he plays two and somebody else plays four. His stats might be just as good as that person playing four games. That's true. That's completely true. So, guys, we're getting stuff at six. It's a bargain. So we are going to do 12-team snake draft. Our second round pick is at pick 19. Uh, and as as we've already said, Steph Curry um, uh, is one of the best across-the-board players out there. People – automatically go, well, I took Steph Curry. I got a punt rebounds. You don't. He averages, you know, like almost five rebounds a game. That's way better than all those mid-tier guards that you're going to be picking, that you might be picking up. So you don't have to punt anything. And what you really want to do is kind of focus on the stuff that he's elite at. Uh, Free throw percentage, three-pointers, and he's obviously a great scorer. You're sitting pretty already there. So you can start building up those other categories that you want to compete in. Or you can even make three-pointers uh, that much 
better here in the second round. What you should not be doing, in my opinion, with Steph Curry is picking one of those punt free throw centers. It just completely ruins the fact that he's elite in one of those categories. Would you agree, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, you can make it work, obviously. Um, and You can try to make it work, but uh, I, I would, I just wouldn't recommend it. How about that? Well, here, here's the reality with Steph Curry, too, right? He's pretty elite in every counting category except blocks. So, I mean, you could literally pick a guy who's a monster rebounder and be okay if that guy forces you. I mean, it's not the ideal build, but you can do it. Because he's so good in every other category, you know what I mean? Like, you can pick anybody at this point and, yeah, and make really, a really yeah. good team. That's true. If you really wanted to go Andre Drummond here, you could still do it. You can accomplish that. That's how good Steph Curry is. Uh, you're, you're probably not going to be competing too much in uh, free throw, but you'll then be competing in the other categories. I just think there's some better value available at this pick. Um, yeah, we're maybe. picking at pick nineteen, so we're talking about guys uh, in the in the end of that second tier, maybe beginning of that third tier. Your Bradley Beals, your John Walls, your Jimmy Buckets, uh, your Chris Middleton's, Clay Thompson's—they're all available still. So a lot of those guys who hit a lot of threes are available. So you could double up on that. You can go the uh, the Kyle Lowry route, get a get another point guard, or you can go get another, uh, you know, uh, Rudy Gobert. Who a lot of people say, oh, you just said don't get one of those punt free throw guys. I don't think. Rudy Gobert is a punt free throw guy. No, but he's a punt-ish free throw guy in the sense that his percentage is bad on decently high volume attempts. So um, it's not super punt like Andre Drummond or DeAndre Jordan, but it's not good either. You know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, you're talking 5.4 attempts at 69%. Yeah, it's not great, but it's also... Um, livable with someone like Steph Curry. Well, they, they basically both shoot the same amount of free throws per game, him and Steph Curry. So, I mean, quick and dirty math, right? If he shoots 69 and Steph Curry shoots 90, I mean, then you're at relatively 80% for your free throws at that yeah. point. True. Um, um, which is good, right? That's still passable. That's still fine. So, If someone like uh, Chris Paul or Kyrie Irving fell to you, would would you go guard guard here? Uh, I would go guard guard here, but I probably wouldn't pick those two because I I think I'd rather have John Wall over those two this year, and that's kind of just a personal preference thing. I think. Yeah, I don't know if I would I would take John Wall with Steph Curry uh, just because Steph Curry's uh, shooting percentage is so good. But you know how I play in those roto leagues; those make uh, I, I find the percentages uh, very very important to be good at in a roto league because it is so hard to maintain um, a good percentage when there's a lot of fluctuations, uh, through, uh, f- especially uh, throughout the year with trades, et cetera, et cetera. I like to have a good build uh, of my my percentages. I like to get those up. I, I'm, I would kind of look at Kyrie Irving there, uh, Chris Paul. Um, are you going to go John Wall here at, at pick 19? No, I'd probably go for Jimmy Butler. I just think Butler is another guy who's elite in some of the same categories that Steph Curry's elite. So, I mean, I'm really boosting up my points. He's a good free throw shooter too. He's going to give me some pretty good assists from that kind of shooting guard, small forward spot, elite steals. Um, I get half a block from Butler. So if I decide to pick a couple big men here, I can maybe get that category. And I'm probably not going to do that. 
Um, I'm probably not going to care too much about blocks here, but plus I was, I also feel like I got 10 rebounds between my two guards then 10 and a half probably even. And so I, right. So that's a kind of a good little build with, without getting a big man yet. So um, that's probably where I would go would be Jimmy Butler. I want to, I want to give you props Tyler, because this is the fifth who do I draft that we've done. And that is the, First time we've actually chosen Jimmy Butler. We've talked about it every single time because he is one of those players that we both love. We do both think he is being underrated this year. Uh, but it's the first time we've taken him. Yeah, and I mean, I think we all kind of get our pet players and they're hard to pivot away from. But this year in that second round, I find that there's a lot of guys that I'm I'm really high on and there's only a few guys that I'm not super in on. And so – it makes it easier, but at the same time, like it makes it a little bit different because every kind of guy I'm picking someone a little bit different. That's true. Um, we are looking really, really, really nice in points. Our free throw percentage is really good. Our steals are, are way up there. Uh, we're probably struggling. I mean, we got good assists, but we don't have great assists. We got uh, we don't got good blocks. But we do have uh, decent rebounds for having two guards on the team. And because Curry is so elite at threes, Jimmy Butler's um, kind of, you know, mediocre threes don't really bother us too much. So Well, uh, we're, we're still s- pretty elite because we got like 4.4 yeah. and 1.3. So that's like 5.7 between two guys. So that's, does, that's 3 and 2.7. Like that's still pretty elite, right? Does not bother us at all. So let's go to pick the third round, pick number 30. Um, we are down here. We cannot, I'm not going to let you do it, Tyler. We cannot take Chris Middleton, even though that is the other guy we uh, always love to have on the team, but I will open up Draymond green. Uh, and, and just as a reminder, we are going off Yahoo's ADPs for this, uh, your boy, Kevin love, uh, super efficient. LaMarcus Aldridge is out there. Clint Capella is someone who, um, could be interesting. Marcus soul. I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot of uh, different guys down here. CJ McCollum, even uh, old Otto Porter is still hanging around here. So we got our two guards. Jimmy can play the usually. Sometimes he can play the three. So who are we taking here in the third round? So there's a lot of options, right? And there's a lot of different ways we can, we can go, right? We can keep Draymond's a little bit interesting here. I feel. Um, yeah, my, it, but Draymond hurts your free throw percentage a little bit, right? Yeah, not, a, not a lot, but a little, um, but obviously Draymond's going to pile on the, the, the counting stats. Um, he is going to put us a little bit behind in points. Maybe. Yeah, right? I'd say so. Just a, just a, t- a tad there. So we, I mean, we have to make that up later, right? That's something we could think about. Um, I actually really like Draymond at this spot. I think that he's probably the best player available, and I'm big on picking the best guy available in your first three picks. Um, the other person I'd probably be looking at would be Marcus Hall, and just I mean, we know how much we like Marcus Hall. He's steady. He's he does a lot of good stuff. Um, but getting Draymond's eight rebounds, his seven assists, his one and a half steals, his one point three blocks, just is really enticing, and it's that's hard to pivot away from at this point. We do love Marcus Sol a whole lot, and I, I do feel like it's a little bit early. There's like a 
half of you know, there's like a twenty percent chance that you could get Marcus Sewell at forty three if your league is doesn't know what it's doing. Um, and I feel like with Steph and people are like, oh, you're gonna have two Warriors on your team. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We got two really good point guys who um, help with dealing with uh, Draymond Green's 11 points a game. Not that great. This boosts our blocks. This boosts our rebounds. Our assists are now uh, quite elite, so our steals. Uh, Our threes are are still fine because Steph Curry is just that elite in threes. Uh, Draymond's low-volume 77% shooting from free throw doesn't really bother us too much. I still think we're probably up there in – uh, free throw and our field goals are, you know, hanging out probably in the upper half, maybe in the middle. Um, we're looking really good right here with Draymond Green going at pick 30, best player on the board. But we are seeing some punt strategies kind of uh, evolving here, and that's really what we recommend people do. Going into the fourth round, we're either going to have to strengthen our strengths or get our extra categories. We're probably going to have to ignore a few things after this. We will be picking a pick 43. So we could have the likes of Jamal Murray, Miles Turner, Al Horford, Mike Connolly. Uh, Johnny Collins would probably be still available right here. Uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, what do you... Uh, are, uh, uh, who are we going to pick? I don't know. This is like... This is how I feel every time the uh, the draft timer comes up and it's like 30 seconds to figure out the guy who you were going to pick just went before you. Good luck figuring out who you're going to pick now. Like, this is how I feel every time it's like the fourth round. I'm like, ah, who am I, who am I, who am I going to, what am I going to do? Um, so this is the range that we, we've talked about a little bit in the past. And there's a lot of guys here that I like, I think are good. I think could be real good this season. Um, a guy that's hard for me to get away from at this point is Eric Bledsoe. I just think he's going a little bit underrated. I think he's probably a top 40 player and he's just not getting that respect, right? Like, I think I'd rather have him than guys like Blake Griffin and Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon, like some guys going just a little bit ahead of him. Um, yeah, we so both really, really like Bledsoe, uh, so far. Um, though I'm kind of looking a little harder at miles turner maybe a little bit of a maybe a little bit of a risk here he had an off season last year but but turner would allow us to basically lock up um that center spot probably one of the last good centers on the board he's very efficient um he's not uh, you know a great scorer by any means but he's going to boost those blocks up where we're going to be competing in blocks uh, for sure uh, our, our, we'd probably basically be competing in almost everything. Uh, now, see, here's with, with Miles Turner there, but that that is going against the fact that we probably should punt something at this point. Well, and I think too that we're trending down in in field goal, and that's one yep. of the things where Miles Turner is very good. And we're trending down in blocks, which is another place where Miles Turner is really good. Um, I also think Miles Turner's only like fourteen, fourteen and a half, maybe fifteen points a game. Gives us another spot where we're or another round where we're picking a guy who's one of the lower guys. That's true. 
And so we're trending down in one of our what was our strengths, which is kind of why I wanted to go Blitzo, thinking Blitzo probably scores, what, 17, 18 points a game safely. That's one of the higher scorers in this round, right, when you're looking at guys like Gary Harris and Miles Turner and those guys. Like, like that's all they're going to score mostly is 18 points, and he probably scores more than they do. Uh, Al Horford, Mike Conley, you know what I mean? Like he probably scores more than all those guys. So that's yeah. just kind of enough. That's that's true. He he probably is our best, uh, most likely scorer. I guess Gordon Hayward's still out there. Mike Connolly, like you said. Um, I know I know you like those guards, and I, I think you make a good point because if you go the Miles Turner out, you're basically building a roto team, and and you got a really good roto team. If you go the Eric Bledsoe route, you are bumping your steals up. You're getting more assists. You're going to be getting uh, some of those, uh, I guess stats that we kind of ignored with Draymond back up and Bletz is actually a pretty good uh, pretty decent rebounder for a guard here too so uh, you know I'm going to concede I'm going to go with I'm going to say we're going to go with Bledsoe here um Bledsoe a guy that we've been um really just kind of targeting in most of these uh simply because man Bledsoe just got a really good uh really good game and he's been incredibly impressive in milwaukee getting elite steals and 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 he's he looked good tonight i was watching that bulls game but uh, let's all take that with a grain of salt the bulls are going to be the worst defensive team in the history of the modern nba so we got that to look forward to but uh bledsoe's you know 17 18 points uh, four rebounds from that guard spot, so we're we're probably way up there in assists. Our steals are still incredibly good. All of the, our guys get like one and a half steals a game. Our points are good. Our threes are uh, once again right back up there to being really really good. Uh, our free throw percentage probably is coming down a little bit with Bledsoe, but uh, really I, I just don't think it's that significant when you have someone like Steph Curry on your team. Next up, round five, pick. 54. It looks like we are going to have guys like Robert Covington available. Jared Allen could be available. I feel like he might be going a little bit earlier than that. Same with the Vujovic. He is uh, an interesting center to, to fill in for this team. But, um, you know, there's always a run on centers, and there seems to be a run on centers around round four. So uh, Vujovic might be available. We're going to say that he is. Why not? Uh, Paulie Millsap, Ricky Rubio someone that Tyler dearly, truly loves, talks about all the time, picks him in every single draft. Um, Terry and Prince, Josh Richardson, Jeff Teague. Who who you like in here in, in, in round five for our team, which is, you know, just really, really solid across the board. Oh, well, our, it's it's got to be Laurie Markin, right? Mike Catron's favorite player. He is one of the uh, greatest bulls of all time already. And um, he, the team looked like absolute, just absolutely lost without him against the Bucks <laughs> in a preseason game. <laughs> like it's going to be a rough couple months without him. Uh, uh, they'll have they'll have ISO Joe and uh, ISO Joe Junior going crazy. What are you talking about? Those guys. So uh, actually, Zach Levine uh, went out with an injury. There goes seventy, eighty million dollars down the drain. Did, did you see uh, Zach Lowe's 
league pass rankings? Yeah, I did. The Bulls are up there. How? All the good. Well, for the all the right and all the wrong reasons. They're going to be terrible. The teams teams are going to feast on them, and they're at least going to have some interesting players that will either score a bunch or do dumb things or both. So, I, I I'm with them. I don't know. Gonna, I, the Bulls are going to be fun to watch. I, I just feel like they're going to get blown out a lot, like in track meets. But they're they're going to get blown out. Like they're still going to lose by fifteen, like one thirty to one fifteen. All right, that's fine with me. Um, all right, so let's see here. We got a lot of a lot of the usual suspects here in this general range. Um, certainly do. I think Larry Markin, I'm going to say Larry Markin is on the board, along with beautiful Bob Covington. Ooh, there's a lot of good players here, Tyler. Yeah, so um, let's see. What do we need? What we do we need? We kind of need a big. kind of need a center here. Paul Millsap, Vujovic is available. Um you know DeAndre Jordan, or excuse me, DeAndre Jordan, uh, DeAndre Ayton says says he's available, but usually, you know, I don't think he's available at this at this juncture here. Uh, yeah, so some guys are getting some real hot sauce on uh, DeAndre. Yeah, I feel like you could still wait around and get your Hassans, your your Stephen Adams, your your Enos Cantor's, Brooke Lopez's. You can you can still wait on and- those guys. I think. Here's the beauty of, of Enos Cantor, right? Enos Cantor is a lot more valuable in, in this build than in some other ones we've done because he's a good free throw shooter, which is something we're caring about. And yeah. he's bad at blocks, but we're not caring too much about blocks. So Enos Cantor is a really uh, good guy for this particular build. And he is getting picked at pick 81. So we have, what, two more picks before that comes up or just one? Feels pretty low. I would probably take him uh in the next round in the sixth round just to make sure i got him right so um we got we got that option available to us so i'm thinking we we could go vucevic here and and kind of go uh for him which i think he's undervalued too we talked about that but he's not a great free throw shooter um so that could hurt us a little bit plus his block a game right we're not super caring about that um, so I, I'm probably going to pivot away from that. And then I'm looking at kind of a lot of the usual suspects uh, here. And uh, I mean, we always kind of look at Nico Miritich. We always, uh, we haven't looked at uh, Terry and Prince that often. I think we did take him in one of our other ones. Uh, Paul Millsap still available. I think yeah, I, I, you know, Paul Millsap might not be that bad. I don't know if he's the 54th ranked player. I think I'd rather get him at 67 or 78, but. Uh, Paul Millsap is someone who I think is being overlooked uh, quite a bit when uh, he was injured last year and you know he, he has the ability to do basically a, a ton of stuff across the board let me let me just pull up his stats really quick uh, Paul Millsap that block but he gets you a block uh, but he gives you oversteal a game, solid rebounding, good scorer, hits about a three a game. Um, he, he he's not bad at, at this position, uh, but I mean I I really like Nico. You know how much I like Nico. So who are you looking at here? Maybe Nico, Terry, and Prince. I'm, I'm gonna let you take this one because I feel like um, I feel like we should probably get like a forward who gets some some rebounds here. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we're probably a little a little bit light in, in our rebounds. Um, I mean, if we're going to pick up Enos Cantor in the next round. Right, then I'm feeling do we, have, do we have to worry about those rebounds that much? No, I don't think so. Um, we don't want a complete zero, obviously. Like, we don't want someone who's going to get two rebounds a game or anything. But at the same time, I don't think we super have to worry about that, especially if we, we're pretty sure we can get Cantor, right? And Cantor's probably going to get you ten and a half. So I feel pretty good about that. Um I'm interested in Nico's threes. I'm also interested in Joe Ingles. Yeah, so I, I think here it's probably between Covington, Ingles, and Nico Miritich, right? There's probably the three guys. That, As um, it often is. That we can kind of lock in on, and, and you just kind of break it down with what we need, right? Um, we're probably pretty good in steals, right? So we don't really necessarily need Covington's elite steals. Um, True. And remember, Doncic is, is available here too. Right, and – Here's the thing I'll say about that, and, and maybe why we maybe should even pick him over guys like Miritich and, and Covington is he's got some upside to be great. He's also got a little bit of downside, but he's going to get us a lot of assists. And, I mean, maybe we could use those assists because we're not super heavy on point guards. Plus, the the – Position eligibility he receives will be interesting to me too. Throughout yeah, season. so you could go maybe four guard either way. I think we're really pretty good at assists with Draymond being on the team right. and going blood so, and stuff. But like that's just going to double down. We're probably going to win, the, and that's a hard category to uh, to be elite at. So here's the crazy part, right? So um, Yahoo lists him as a point guard. ESPN lists him as a shooting guard, and. Rick Carlisle, coach of the Dallas Mavericks, lists him as as power forward. So could we potentially see Doncic get some forward eligibility, be that small forward or power forward, and that help his value a lot? Um, just give you flexibility on your team. Um, I, I'm really kind of preferential to Doncic here a little bit in the sense that it's going to be good rebounds and good assists with some decent points and threes. Um, obviously, all, point, all categories we're caring about in this build. So – Whereas some of those other guys, right, they're going to help us in two or three categories, but they're not going to help us in, in assists that much. Yeah, and if you really wanted to make sure you're good at dominating assists, I think Doncic is the way to go here. If you wanted to uh, get more rebounds, maybe you wanted to compete more in rebounds and you wanted to basically destroy everybody in threes, Nico Miritich is probably the guy I would be looking at here. But uh, I'm going to keep pushing that Doncic uh, every every one of these fifth rounds. I think he's just a great he's a great pick to to sneak here. Especially um, outside the top fifty. Um assuming he gets you six to seven assists a game, which I think is relatively safe. He's gonna handle the ball a lot for the Mavericks. Um a player who gets you that many assists with some ancillary stats, be those rebounds, be those points, be those three pointers. Um it's gonna be hard for him, especially in a head to head league, not to push his way in the top fifty. I agree. Let's move on to the sixth round, pick number 67. I think we've been talking about Enos Cantor. Uh, according to Yahoo, Enos Cantor is available. Um, still going with Enos Cantor. Yeah, and, and in our punt build, he becomes a top 50 player probably because we don't care about blocks and he's not good at blocks. And, you know, we – I mean, he's he's good at field goal percentage, which is another category we're not super caring about. But at the same time, I feel like we're good enough in every other category. We snag him for his rebounds and his pretty good points, and we don't look back. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm 100% with you on that one. Technically, according to Yahoo ADP, Nico Meritich is still available here. So if he was, maybe go with him, uh, and then maybe you can pick up Ian Cantor later. Obviously, no draft follows these ADPs ever, and I'd actually be pretty surprised if Ian Cantor. I've never seen Ian Cantor fall to 81 in any of the leagues I've, I've mock drafted all. I have though seen Meritich definitely be around there in that 70 to 75 range, yeah. like. There's some sexy names right behind him, the Kyle Kuzmas, the Dennis Smith Jr., the, you know, those guys sometimes get picked up. Chris Dunn, Luka Doncic, right? Those yeah. guys are all below him. And so you see him slip because in, in a draft with some guys who know what they're doing, right, they're all reaching down and picking those guys up. And um, I, I did a Yahoo mock yesterday, and Jeff Teague fell to pick 70. Um, Still no respect for Jeff Teague. None. Because – well, because there's sexier names, right? Blonzo Ball went ahead of him, Oof. and you know Kyle Kuzma went ahead of him, and Aiton, and Doncic, and so I mean I think that's a top fifty player falling way too far, but I won't rail on about that. I agree. Um, pick number seventy eight. This pick feels like it can go in any different direction here. Um, you could go get Buddy Healed here. I mean that might be a little early for him, but you would solidify your threes. You can get Chris Dunn and, and go after more steals here. We can, we, we, we could go get Brooke Lopez and have a center who shoots threes. Yeah, right, and um, I think... If you're in a two-center league, I think that's probably what we should do. I don't I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Um, not a good value still around here at this general area. Um, yeah, so Chris Dunn, definitely another guy I would, I'd be looking at. I'd be putting him in the crosshairs. Um, and then maybe down a little further, you got guys like Kyle Anderson. I mean, he's not a great for this build, but those are other guys I'd be looking at in this general range. Um, yeah, I'm preferential to, to, to Dunn or Brooke Lopez. That's fine. Either way we want to go there. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think you could just do either one of those, depending on what direction you'd like to be dominant in. Oh, and um, to you can decide what what else is available a little bit later, right? Like, I mean, that's part of your draft prep is you look down there and you say, oh, well, there's – I mean, for me, it would be probably be done because I think there's some big men a little bit later that I can snag, whereas I think Chris Dunn in Yahoo Leagues is one of the last point guards. That's true. There's not a whole lot of point guards left. Trey Young is going to hurt your shit. Uh, you know, probably, you know, guys like Jabari Parker. Um, JaVale McGee late is something we've been uh, – Considering, I know uh, we talked about JaVale McGee, but he looks like he's going to play 19, 20 minutes on that Lakers team. And uh, he's actually relevant in that in that kind of... Uh, well, and kind of here, here's the thing that's worth saying about that, right? They're, they're planning to make their backup center be Kyle Kuzma and LeBron James, which against some teams that play smaller, that's going to be great. But when these teams are running out a real big center... I mean, they're going to have to play JaVale to, to match up, right? They played the Nuggets in the first two preseason games, and JaVale played 20 minutes each game because someone's got to match up on Jokic. And Kuzma and LeBron just can't do it. I agree. Um, that's a pretty good build, Tyler. We got Steph Curry going sixth overall, followed by Jimmy Butler in the second round, boosting our steals and uh, giving us kind of an all-around really good player. Draymond Green uh, hurts us in points, but – really jumps us in our rebounds um, and our assists from a, from one of our big men. And then we went Bledsoe in the fourth round of pick 43, Luka Doncic with pick 54. Now we're looking at a really elite assist team. 
Our points are still super solid. Our three-pointers are fantastic. Our steals are very good, too, at this point. So we're really competing in a lot of these. Um, our, our percentages are fine. Our rebounding is fine. Like, we're not, we're not hurting anywhere. We're not super punting, maybe other than blocks. And so just to solidify our rebounds and our points, we went with Enos Cantor. Uh, that boosts us back up in, the, in those rankings. And now we really don't care about blocks at this point. And then with the pick 78, I went with Brooke Lopez. Tyler went with Chris Dunn. You could really go either way at this point, depending on how you feel about the, all the other teams that are out there. And that's something you should be looking at while you're drafting. How are all the other teams going to be competing against you? Is there anyone who's like sneaking up kind of close to you in steals and assists? And if that's the case, maybe Chris Dunn is the right choice. Uh, but if you need to meet more big man stats, because there's a lot of guys with good big men out there, you know, like the guys who hoarded Drummond and DeAndre Jordan, maybe Brooke Lopez is the is the direction you, you want to go in. So a lot of choices after that. Another very good build for who do I draft with Steph Curry. If you guys want to see the uh, the published versions of our drafts, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes we are going to have that up as exclusive subscriber content um also last chance guys if you want to get in the listener league go subscribe to patreon and we'll get you in that listener league we'll we'll sneak you into one of those uh, last spots because we are going to be drafting very soon also if you like what you're hearing you want to leave us feedback you want to hear something going in to the season or you want to hear something during the season uh, feel free to tweet at us. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. And that is it for tonight. We will see you next time.